This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm sure you all know me by now. Uh, I'm Ali, uh, just part of the team here, and uh, you, you'll have seen my wife Fiona on kids, and Cooper is out there, and Jessie is currently with her stand-in Sunday mother, uh, Ailey. I, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know if any of you noticed this morning, um, but when Fiona left for kids, um, and she had to give Jessie to someone, she didn't give her to me. Uh, I'm not sure what that says about my parenting skills. Um, I'll let you make up your own mind. But uh, yeah, Ailey is definitely the chosen one on a Sunday. So uh, yeah, but yeah, you do. Yeah, thanks very much. And if she's if she's shouting, it's just because she's really agreeing with what I have to bring this morning. So, um, so yeah, we'll just take that. So uh, this morning, I just want to continue our Kingdom Come series uh, with a message about prayer. Now, we've already unpacked some very, um, the very simple prayer a couple of weeks ago, which was Come Holy Spirit. And last week, Dan brought us a message on worship, on how, yes, on how, who, and why we worship. Um, that's a funny thing, actually. <laughs> um, Fiona has had a couple of, of words about um, Jesse being this really strong worshipper and having this picture of her as a really strong worshipper when she grows up. So anytime we mention worship, she always shouts out, yeah. Uh, so that's what that was. So if you, if you missed any of our, if any, of our, um, any of our services of the last few weeks, you can catch up with them on our podcast, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else that you, um, you listen to your podcast. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, then well done, you found us. Um, so that's good. So, um, so today... I just want to talk about praying for one another. Now, it might seem quite simple. It's probably something that we're all very familiar with. But I just want to go over just a couple of the basics, just so that we're all on the same page. And then at the end, we're going to try some. So uh, the Bible tells us a lot about prayer. Uh, The Bible tells us that God always wants to draw near to his people to reduce the distance to be near to us. What you often find is that we, when we turn and we take one step towards God, he comes running towards us. The truth is that he longs to be with us. And maybe you might be here doubting that. Uh, you might be unsure. Uh, but the truth is that we see time and time again in the Bible that he longs to meet with you. So we're going to read uh, just at the start here from James chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. So if you have your Bibles or you have your phones uh, ready, um, if you just want to find that. So James chapter 5. It's going to come up on the screen, but sometimes you like to follow along as well. Great. So James 5, 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you ill? Let them call to the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that they may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, 
even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And he prayed to the heaven, he pr- and again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. So prayer changes things. And we see that, as I've said, time and time again in the Bible. And we see that today as well. There are, just, there are lots of examples throughout the Bible where it talks about prayer. And in Second Chronicles, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Paul, in his letters uh, to the church in Ephesus, says in, in uh, for in Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And again in Ephesians 6, uh, verse 18, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and, keep, and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. So I could go on, there, there's, I've got lots of examples written down, but I, I won't, I won't labour the point. But, but the, the point is that God wants to involve us and he chooses us. And the, rea- the reality is that he could do it without us, but he loves to take us along for the adventure. It's his ministry and we get to partner with him. So this morning I want to share and do something a little bit different. Um, and what I want to do is just spend a little bit of time just going over some, re- some, some re- really simple basics about, about how to pray for one another. And then we'll, we're going to leave some time and space at the end to have a little go. So this uh, praying for one another is not just for me and Fiona uh, as leaders. It's not just for the other the small group leaders in the church. Uh, it's, if you are a regular member of this church, you're part of a small group, you are the ministry team. Just like uh, you are all the welcome team uh, on a Sunday morning, I, don't, I hope that you feel that way, that you are representing, uh, you're representing this church when you are welcoming people. So we want you all to feel competent and confident in praying for one another because it's really quite simple. Um, you know, we, we've taught on this in our, in our kids' church uh, and uh, we, we thought it was about time that we bring you guys up to, up to their level. Um, so yes, we want this to become the norm and the culture around this church. We want it so that when a friend shares a problem with you or when you're having a tea or coffee with someone or whether you're serving on a team on a Sunday morning, that, that you can, that you can go and do this stuff. It's not just about waiting for this set chunk of time on a Sunday morning uh, between 12 and quarter past 12, you know, that's your allotted prayer time that you can receive. Uh, no, we want it to be something that just is, just becomes part of your, part of the culture where we just, you know, someone shares a problem with you. Can I pray for you? Can I, can I help you? So there might be some of us who come from other churches uh, who've never been in a church like this before, and it all feels very different. It feels a bit weird, and you're thinking, I'm, I'm totally crazy. Um, so, so yeah, we know. I just want to assure you, we're not a bunch of crazy people here. And I know that that is something that a crazy person would say. But I, I promise you, uh, we are not. We are not a bunch of crazy people here on a Sunday. We're. We just like to think of church as family. You know, families are safe. They're a place where we're comfortable with the people that we love. We all have. You know, we all have different experiences of what family looks like, and it's a bit like that with church families too. There are different prayer models and practices with prayer, and there's not a set formula and no one way better than the other. 
Uh, but the things that I'm going to be talking about today are just some of the th helpful things that I've found um, over time that have helped me in praying for each other and, and that, we, that I've seen God move uh, in, in this space. So ultimately, our heart is that you meet with God. And we know that a word or a moment with him can change the path of our lives. We shouldn't just leave it to us. We shouldn't just leave Sunday with head knowledge saying things like, oh yeah, that was a great, that was a great talk. I totally get that. I understand it. And then we just go about, we go to the shops and we just, uh, we get on with our day and we plan our week and, and nothing changes. When we leave on a Sunday, we should be changed. Our lives should be enriched with the things of God and we would, so that we would become more like Jesus. We should be out there in our city to love God, who God puts in front of us, to look and act differently and to be attractive to a broken world. We want to create space and have moments where we take a step back and ask the Lord, what is it that he is doing? And try and be obedient to him. And those moments will often involve us getting along uh, alongside each other in a time that we call ministry time, uh, which basically means a time where God can meet with us, work in us, and take charge. So before I go into uh, my five simple steps for praying for each other, I just want to pray. Father God, we welcome you here this morning. We acknowledge that you are Lord of all. You are Lord of our lives. You're Lord of our hearts. You're Lord of this city. God, we want to partner with what you are doing. Lord, would you use us to minister to one another? to speak truth and to speak hope and to speak love into the lives of those around us. God, would we use this opportunity just to, to refresh ourselves, to rest in your presence. Oh God, we, we pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit this morning. Would you come? Would you come, Holy Spirit, and be with us? Amen. Great. So, five very simple, very practical um, ways that we can, uh, things that we can remember when we're praying for each other. Unfortunately, they don't all start with the same, um, the same letter, which is a, a faux pas on my part, I'm sorry. Um, and when you see them all, uh, when you see them all at the end, you might think that it's instructions for crossing the street, because I've got stand, stop, listen, look, and speak. And when I was, um, and when I was yeah, anyway. Um, so stand. In the moment of, uh, in this moment of praying for someone, we stand in the authority of God, not, not our own authority. It doesn't matter that we're not perfect, that we struggle, that we're weak. It's not about us. Now, the enemy often uses half-truths like, you shouldn't be praying for anyone. You're not good enough. And we must rest in this truth that my Savior is. And we stand in the authority of Jesus. So let's say someone asks for prayer. I would ask them if they want to say anything. This gives them the opportunity to share, but equally, it implies that it's okay if they don't. I would encourage them to put their hands out, like they may be receiving a gift, uh, and to be open uh, 
to what the Lord wants to do, just to put, put your, their body in a, in a posture of receiving. It's important that they can relax and they feel safe and, and that they feel that you as the person who are praying are in control and that you will respect them and their dignity. I would then ask if I can put my hand on them. We want to bless what the Lord is doing. And, and, and we see in scripture that the laying on of hands is a, is a biblical thing. But I would encourage you only if it's appropriate and only if the person uh, is willing. I would stress quite, quite a lot of people, particularly since COVID, would prefer that you don't put your hands on them. And that is totally fine. We respect, uh, we respect our pers- uh, each other's personal boundaries. So as the praying person, we would also keep our eyes open, and we'll come to that later, but we want to, we want to see the, uh, what's happening as we pray. And we would also uh, ask that you pray for someone of the same sex. So uh, when you stand with someone, we would love uh, that it's uh, girls with girls and guys with guys. Uh, and, and if possible, pray in pairs. You know, everything is uh, two, two heads are better than one, um, and we urge you to be responsive, to be alert, be open, and most of all be family so secondly stop so this might seem counterintuitive but it's all about making space asking the father what do you want to do it's not stop and do nothing it's more of a proactive waiting not just marking time and treading water but asking the Lord, what have you got for this person? While we pray, we dialogue with the Lord. We must not lose the art of waiting. And uh, if you're anything like me, we're, we're not good at it. Waiting in queues, stuck behind learner drivers, waiting for something to download, waiting for, some, waiting for that latest release to come out, or just sitting in traffic. You know, no one likes waiting, but we must choose to wait. It's God's timing, so don't rush. So one thing I'm really keen to embrace is the awkward silence, to lean into it because it's in the stillness uh, that we allow the Spirit to speak to us. So we have stand, we have stop, and we have listen. Try not to talk, okay? This might seem really hard, and it might seem, again, counterintuitive, but keep your words to a minimum. There are other places to talk. It's not about having a massive conversation, Uh, We don't want a full divulge and a life history. You know, obviously be sensitive to that, but but we're continually asking God, what do you want to do here? We might say something like, Lord, thank you for this person. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and meet with them now. And then we wait and listen. Often God will have something completely different in mind than the thing that that person has come up for, for prayer. Sometimes he won't, and that's fine. But quite often there isn't. There's something else that the Lord wants to deal with. So you might have a word for that person. You might, something might drop into your head. And you know what? We just really encourage you, just share that. Take, take a risk, take a step. And um, yeah, you know, if you feel like God, if you feel this random thought come into your mind and you're like, nah, that's, that can't be from God. What, what on earth does pineapple mean? Like, there's no way that that is from God. Like, you know, I would just encourage you, just share it. As silly as it sounds, just share it. And you'd be like, you know what? I feel like God is telling me, like, give me this word about pineapples. Does that mean anything to you? And this person, you know, they might be, oh, yeah, I was thinking about starting up this fruit vending business. And, you know, that's, that's the word that I've really been looking for. You know, it's, 
as silly as it might sound to you, it might have a completely different meaning to the person that you're ministering to. And you know what? If the person turns around and says, mate, mate, you're off it. No, totally (laughs) don't know where you're coming from with that. You know, that's fine. That's fine too. We look a little bit silly, but we've stepped out in obedience to to what we feel God is saying. And we're going to get more wrong than we get right. But if we get, it's the thing that we get, when we get it right, it can have a dramatic impact on someone's life. So what's, what, what have we got to lose if we, if we share something? If we share something, someone's life might be radically transformed. It's more about what, what happens if you don't share that, then that, that person misses out on that opportunity to have a word from the Lord. So three quick things about words from the Lord. And Fiona will probably speak on this when she speaks on prophecy and signs and wonders in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but three quick things uh, that are that we don't want in this church when you're given a word for someone, and that's hatches, matches, and dispatches. So what that means is don't say the Lord has told me that you are going to have a baby and it will be born on this date. No, we don't want that. We don't want God, we don't want words. God, you know what? God has told me that you and I are going to get married. No, absolutely not. Steer well clear of that. And also, we don't want uh, you prophesying that someone is going to pass. That is, uh, that is completely, completely against the rules. So, please, no hatches, matches, or dispatches. We want, our wor- we want the words that we give to people to, um, to be encouraging and to uh, strengthen and to comfort. Like it says in Corinthians 14, strengthening, strengthen, encourage, and comfort. And if it doesn't fit into those categories, then I would encourage you to hold your tongue and maybe just come and speak to me uh, or Hannah or Fiona and th- say, I feel like the Lord is saying this. What could, how can we interpret it? How could we, how could we phrase it in a way that is encouraging, strengthening or comforting? Okay, with that out of the way, let's move on to the next one. And that is look. Pray with your eyes open. When you're praying for someone, keep your eyes open. Now it feels really strange if you're not used to it. And learning, yeah, and so the reason that we do this is because what we look with our physical eyes, we can quite often see what is happening spiritually on a person. So, um, so yeah, we, you can often see this, ha- you can often see when you're praying for someone, the spirit of the Lord resting on them. So they might, um, what might they do? They might, uh, they might have, they might just look really peaceful. They might, uh, they might have a they might be crying or shaking or laughing or shouting. I mean, you're going to hear the laughing and shouting if, you're, if your eyes are closed. But, but we yeah, just encourage you to keep your eyes open. You know, they might you know, have a little rest in the Lord. They might fall over. So, um, you know, if we have our eyes, eyes closed and our hands out and we're praying for someone and saying, Lord, would you come? Would your spirit empower this person? Would you move? And they hit the deck and you're just like, yes, Lord, more of your power, more of your spirit. And you, you haven't been there to you maybe just catch them if they've fallen over. Then we're all going to look a little bit silly. You know, the person that you're praying for isn't going to f- feel strengthened, comforted and encouraged because they're going to have a sore head that you're now going to have to pray for healing for. So uh, pray with your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Um, so we need to be okay with some of this stuff. And, um, you know, we, we um, yeah, we, we believe that, you know, God will only come in as far as we let him. So some of us might, might need to readjust how we how we view prayer um but you know what like it's okay for it to be messy it's not it's not always going to be obvious what god is doing and that that's okay as well 
So I'm going to butcher a quote um, from um, Chrissy Wimbo here, but it says, uh, it matters little if you encounter the Holy Spirit and shake and shout and fall down. What matters is if you get up and do life differently. If the encounter doesn't lead to real change in how you do your life, then it means nothing. That's really, that's really challenging, and that's really what we're, we're getting at here. So in these moments and in our services, we're, we're, trying, we're not trying to hype anything up. We're not trying to manipulate what the Holy Spirit is doing. We just want to make space uh, for him to meet with us. Sometimes that'll be for healing, whether uh, inner healing or physical healing. It might be for empowering or equipping us. Uh, and sometimes it's about receiving a greater love uh, for Jesus, a fresh awareness of who he is, a fresh love for the people around us. So just before I go on, I just want to mention uh, comparison and, and the real pitfalls in that. It's in these moments we must guard ourselves against uh, looking at some, what the Spirit is doing on someone else and thinking, oh, they're really receiving the power of the Lord. They're shaking all over the place. They're shouting and I don't feel anything. Or you think, oh, that person's crying. They're sobbing away. You know, I, I'm not crying. When was the last time I cried? I haven't cried this year. Oh, I have a heart of stone. I am beyond saving. Maybe it's because, maybe I'm, because I'm not feeling anything, I can't be the Lord's chosen one. <clears throat> now, this is a complete lie. So I just encourage you to stay in your own lane. We all respond differently. Some of us respond emotionally. Some of us maybe respond physically. Some of us uh, might have a rest in the spirit, like I said, and, and, and lie down. Often we don't feel anything, and that's totally okay. So don't compare yourself uh, to, uh, to others. And fifth and finally, we have speak. So you notice how we've got, excuse me, we've got five practical steps for praying for someone, and we haven't started praying with our words yet until the fifth step which is speak but don't say very much when it comes to speaking and praying don't say very much you know keep your words to a minimum that allows us to then pass on what we think God is saying it's okay as you're praying to to cut in and ask how are you feeling uh, do you feel like the Lord is saying anything to you or you say I might be wrong but I sense the Lord I sense that the Lord is saying this in this moment. But it's good practice to limit our vocabulary when praying for, for people. Let's not break into ye olde English and, you know, go rummaging in an thesaurus for the most the fanciest and longest words. You know, let's as we say, as we as we've learned on the prayer course that we're doing in small groups, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. So yeah, so they're just two really simple things. Let's not Let's not kill it with words. Let's not just uh, continually pray for the person, continually just, just coming out with all this, uh, just every word that we can think, just continually bombarding them with our words. Um, and let's not, um, let's not over-spiritualize our prayers as well. Let's just keep it, um, you know, let's, let's don't hype up God. Let's not try and force the presence of God on people with our hands and pushing them over. That is not what we're about. We're about being sensitive to what he is doing and, yeah, just keeping it really simple. So just a really simple prayer that you might pray is, 
Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask that you would come and you would heal this person. And then you watch, and then you wait, and then you listen to what God is saying. And you might have something else that you want to say, but just encourage you just to find that space and, and rest in it. So you might want to ask the person if they're aware of anything. And then you might just say, you know what? Just let me know when you had enough. I'm going to keep praying. Just rest in the spirit. You know, you might say, I'm going to go pray for this person, but there's no need for you to go away and sit down just now. You know, just stay in this place. And, and so that, that is it. You know, that's really simple, really quick. Stand in the authority of God. Stop. Don't rush. Listen, what is the Lord saying? Look, pray with your eyes open and, and speak. Keep it simple. So it would be kind of silly to, um, to, to speak on this this morning and not do anything. So what I thought we could do is, um, is we could just pray uh, for, for those around us. Uh, if you're comfortable with that, just uh, just just turn your chairs or, or however you, you want to do it in, in threes and fours. And just, you know, there might just be one person in that group who would like to be the receiver of prayer. Maybe you all want to receive uh, this morning and you can take it in turns around the group. But if you're not comfortable with that and you just want to observe and watch, that is totally fine too. You know, uh, you might just want to see this stuff in action as we, as we practice it together. But I want you to know this is a safe space. This is a place where we're family, as I said. You know, there's no, uh, no one's gonna, no one's gonna push you over. No one's gonna steal your purse. You know, we are, uh, we just wanna, we just wanna practice praying for one another, so that we can, so that it becomes just like second nature to us. So we're gonna leave the slide up on the screen, and just, yeah, just remind yourself. I'm gonna stand in the authority of God. I'm gonna just stop wait and listen to what the Lord is saying we're going to look we're going to look and we're going to see what the Lord is doing and we're going to pray uh, we're going to pray for each other so you might you might have a physical uh, healing that you want prayer for you might have a job situation that you want prayer for you might uh, you might just want a refreshing of God's peace in your life you might have, uh, you might be anxious about something coming up that you want the Lord to speak into. But yeah, let's just have faith that the Lord is is here, that He He loves us, and uh, and yeah. So let's just go. So um, I'm just going to pray, and then I just encourage you to gather into little groups. And then once we do that, that'll be the end of that'll be the end of our service. So I'll put on some music really quietly in the background just to uh, just to fill the the space. Okay, all good. Great. Heavenly Father, we just uh, worship you this morning. Lord, our prayer is that you would, your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, that your will would be done in our lives. Lord, that we wouldn't be striving, Lord, but we would just be resting in your presence this morning. Lord, would you just be speaking to us? Would you just be encouraging and equipping us this morning? Lord, would we, would we be hearing from you? Would we, would we be willing to take a risk and take a step in obedience to you and sharing what we, what you've, what we feel you've placed on our heart? God, would we be open to receiving 
from you this morning. Yeah, Lord, would your kingdom come. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.